Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 660 of A Wild Podcast has appeared, the official Pokemon podcast of comicbook.com. It's the one where we finally talk about Isle of Armor because well, it's been out long us, enough. Only took us second. three weeks. <laughs> only took oh. us three weeks. There were big things that we needed to talk about over the last three weeks. And sure enough, this week, well, it's going to be a light week so if you're new to the show let me quickly get you a little bit of a recap of what you're in for uh the first part of our show we do a news digest basically where it's a little bit of the news of the week that we cover and it's not as long as the deep dive which is the second part of our show where uh, obviously that is where most of the isle of armor stuff is going to happen and then at the very very end the pokemon fact of the week which is everyone's favorite segment mm-hmm. it is so popular that jim mm. tried to skip over it last week because he was jealous of its success yeah yeah we got it. so many yes, complaints that's it <laughs> <laughs> we will never make that mistake again <laughs> all right well let's just let's just jump right into it because the news section is probably going to be pretty small as far as discussion goes there's really not much to to talk about with the exception of one big thing that megan is completely outraged about so Pokemon Go, some Pokemon Go news is up first, and we're getting another Team Rocket event, it looks like. Yes. This time involving balloons. Balloons? Uh, So, uh, just last night, they released one, uh, the Pokemon Go released an in-world blog post written from the perspective of Professor Willow, talking about strange scraps of paper that uh, Blanche found uh, during their recent travels. Um, So the scraps of paper appear to be either an instruction manual or maybe some sort of comic, uh, first of which depicts a Team Rocket grunt building a balloon, the second of which shows the Team Rocket grunt throwing a net at a Pikachu. And so there is likely more to come. This is probably kind of like the last Team Rocket event where the different uh, team leaders, you know, encounter different aspects of Team Rocket um, and things happen. But this one will somehow involve their balloons. We don't know much besides that. Interesting. Uh, because I have only just recently picked up, picked back up on my Pokemon Go playing, I still have a bunch of like the other, like, like the old Rocket challenges that I need to to get through. Mm-hmm. And it's really annoying that like it kind of pops up at random, and I can't just go to a place and 
figure out how to uh, that's defeat. that's why I kind of stopped doing the Team Rocket stuff to be honest. Like I, I you know, it was cool at first, but you know, when they introduced the admins and Giovanni, it was it was, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, it was a bit of a pain in the butt to complete. And so I just kind of stopped doing it. Like, it's I'll still pretty battle, tedious. Like, I'll battle, like, the Team Rocket grunts when they, like, pop up, like, nearby. Yeah. But, um, you know, my big issue with it is it's it, they're all tied to random Pokestops. Mm. It's not even, like, one of those things where I can go and, like, lay down some Team Rocket incense and they show up. Um, so maybe these balloons will just cause Team Rocket to randomly spawn so that you can battle them and they're not tethered to Pokestops. That's my personal hope. I have I no so. idea. That'd be like, nice. I have no idea what this is going to be. So we can hope that that's the case, but who knows? I mean, that would also be like low-key terrifying where it's just like a Team Rocket invasion. You just open your game. It's just like hot air balloons <laughs> of like dozens of Team Rocket teams coming down. That would... Tell you what, though, I caught so many Scyther yesterday, it was not even funny. Oh, because the bug out event. Yep. I totally mm. forgot about that. Yep. Um, and Scyther was the only cool one that they've done on the incense front so far. So. Yeah. No, I, I, love, I mean, I love I, Scyther. Scyther is definitely a Pokemon that exists. It is a very cool looking Pokemon. Yes. It has one of the yeah, it is not it is not Pokemon. a good it is not a good Pokemon by any by any stretch, but it has a it has a cool voice, right? Like the way yeah, it says it, it says the it's the best same. Pokemon cry. Like, <laughs> yeah. that was the cry like me and my friends would always imitate it, like when yep. we were kids. So. It's got such a great design. Uh but that's really it. I wish that they um yeah, you know, I, I, I really wish one of the cool things that I've always liked about Scyther is in the anime, they have like Scyther, you know, like as kind of like a, you know, like the different, like as Scyther grows older, like, you know, they don't actually like, it doesn't actually like grow like, like mutton chops, but he does. Like you ever see like an old Scyther and it's like deliberately meant to look, you know, like invoke like, ah, this is a, you know, wizened, uh, you know, like master of the blade. Um, only it's Scyther, but you know, I would love to see like, oh, like a variant version of Scyther where it's like old man Scyther. I Scyther is yes. also, you know, one uh, one of the Pokemon that got a unnecessary and pretty ugly evolution. I don't, I don't like Scyzor. You know, my my big issue, like my biggest issue with Scyzor is one, I never had a real Scyzor that wasn't in Pokemon Go up until the Isle of Armor. Oh, really? Yeah. Because wow. it's one of those, you have to trade for it. Yeah. I, I can't tell you. Like, it's one thing, like, if it's, like, Machamp, where it's just like, okay, I get a Machoke, I trade it to somebody, and, it, you know, they get a Machamp. That's fine. Yeah. But here, it's like, you get one metal coat. Mm-hmm. You know, you attach it to a Scyther, and then you have to hope that whoever you're trading with doesn't, like, you know, pull out the cord and, like, run for the freaking hills. <laughs> I'm not going to say that's happened to me, <laughs> but I will say this that sounds, when I spear tackle somebody, this sounds more like something. Gentle. This sounds more like something you have done, and less has happened to you. Okay, Jim. <laughs> over the course of sixty episodes, I'm pretty sure that we have established that I am the 
moral i i i fall under like the good alignment well, and we had just evil. and you, we had just learned that there is a dark side to Christian. No, no, I'm saying, I'm yeah, cord. No, I'm not the one who had the you know, mm-hmm. I'm not the one who unplugged the cord and run. Mm-hmm. I had it done to me. It was probably I think we're really you just are, avoid the fact that Jim is the one who pulled the cord. On yeah, me. I was about to say we have we have just weeks of podcast evidence. Jim, not only would you have pulled the cord had you thought about it, you would have then tried to turn around and sell it back to somebody <laughs> for like six dollars. Wow! Like suddenly you would be like, oh, well, and like the kid would just be waiting there for their sizer back, and then you'd be like, oh, and you pull out your little like credit card swiper, and then it's like that'll be six dollars, and the kid would be like, I'm ten years old, I don't have a credit card. And you'd be like, better steal it from your mom. Oh, wow. Well, there we go. I think we got to the bottom of why Hopper (laughs) only just got a size war. Yeah, exactly. Um, So we'll we'll talk about, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. That's one of my pros. To be be fair, though, like, you know, if it's happened to Christian repeatedly, that's, that is the makings of a villain, right? That, that. it has happened over and over and oh over again. God. And finally, Christian has had enough and no one is going to steal Pokemon from him anymore. I, I will say this. I, I did <laughs> not trust trading in Pokemon up until this generation. Like I was, you know, people would be like, oh yeah, let's do like a trade back so that we could like exchange legendaries to add them to our Pokedex. I'd be like, no. <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, with the current Pokemon community, there are enough generous people out there um, who I can trust. Like, you know, like, okay, let's do a Zacian for Zamazenta trade. And, you know, we did the trade and then immediately traded back. And, like, you know, uh, that kind of restored my faith in humanity after being let down um, more than once when it comes <laughs> to Pokemon trading. Oh, um, Well, the... Yeah. I, I just don't like item evolution trades. Like, you know, yeah. th- that is just too much. Too much. All right. Uh, there's also a, a timed challenge for Pokemon Go Fest starting mm-hmm. this week. So if that is your thing, go check mm-hmm. it out. And the uh, anniversary event, I believe, also starts. I forget exactly when the start date is. I don't know if it's July 3rd, like the uh, other um like the time challenge so each of these are like the challenges that last only a week so you have to complete the tasks um they're also doing an like an anniversary event which will add ducklet and flying pikachu to the game oh another pikachu for me to get yep well this one's like you know flying pikachu so it's a pikachu that knows fly assumably it will have balloons strapped to its back it better be like the best pokemon card out there yeah Pikachu. Uh, there will be, it looks like, a, a chance to get Ho-Oh yes. uh, 2 in raids. Mm-hmm. Just looking it up, which is which is good. Yeah, um, Ho-Oh is not super meta-relevant nowadays, but still a solid Pokemon to have. Yep. You know, I have, I think that's like one of my highest CP ones. Like, it's move, move set. Makes me sad. <laughs> uh, like, it, it has, like, terrible moves. Like, yeah. Uh, and then Alolan Raichu is already in the game, right? Yeah, it's a raid boss. Yep, that's what I thought. Um, 
So cool. Yeah. So if that's your thing, uh, get, get in on that. Otherwise, let's move on to Pokemon Home crashed this week because <laughs> everyone wanted their shiny Zeraora. There are so many freaking messes involved <laughs> with like the rollout of shiny Zeraora. I, I was like genuinely shocked. Uh, so Pokemon Home crashed. So you, if you, you can, it, it's been resolved since then. So you can get your shiny Zeraora. All you need to do is you need to have Pokemon Home. You need to transfer a Pokemon either from Pokemon Sword and Shield to Pokemon Home or transfer a Pokemon, or I've at least read this. I haven't tried, you know, I don't know if it's actually accurate or not. Uh, transfer a Pokemon from Pokemon Home to Sword and Shield. That will trigger getting this mystery gift of a shiny Zeraora, um, which is nice. So can you, so for folks who may not know, you know, like the process for Pokemon Home and, and all that, because cause there is still time to get Zeraora. Yeah, it runs through July 6th. So uh, can, you, can you explain how if someone on their Switch can get Zeraora using Pokemon Home? Because uh, so I, I had to look it up because I hadn't used Pokemon Home in a while and I totally forgot. So I imagine I'm not the only one. I did through the mobile app, but... Uh, oh, can you I do believe- it through the mobile app? I guess I, oh, thought yeah. you had to, I thought you had to move someone from... Yes, yeah, so the step one is you need to transfer a Pokemon, which you can only do through the Pokemon Switch. Um, it's like, so, you know, you have to open up, you have to have Pokemon Sword um, loaded, uh, not loaded, but you need to have like a Pokemon Sword save file on your Switch. Go and have Pokemon Home transfer a Pokemon. So it's pretty easy process um there's like a button to do it and you <laughs> select pokemon sword that's step one uh step two once that is complete uh there is a mystery gift option on both the mobile device and the nintendo switch uh so you can go and click on that a little exclamation point will appear on the like the parent menu so i believe you go to menu then mystery gift and then you check um you you don't really have to do anything else from there there'll be a list of all the available mystery gifts that you either have received or can receive and then you just click uh, or tap the one for Zeraora, and then it'll immediately be transferred into your pokemon home collection there it is that's all you have to do pretty easy simple as that and now we will talk about Pokemon Journeys. Yes, the important part of this news briefing because well, well, first we should talk about what happened to Ash because mm-hmm. I mean both was, are equally amazing. It was very funny. So I had not seen the episode, but the uh, the I think I mentioned this last week, but the Twitter account I follow, uh, Out of Context Pokemon. Uh, had some screenshots of this and I was like where the hell is this from and then I realized it was from uh, journeys and I was like okay now I need to go now I need to go catch up and so who wants to take it Megan all right well basically this week had the weirdest episode of Pokemon (laughs) journeys but I mean period definitely one of the weirdest episodes of the franchise yet so it's a two-parter. In one part, Ash and Go are on their journey still, bebopping around, and they find like a horde of like Slowpoke and Slowbro and Slowking, and and like all of them are like really interested in what's happening, until unfortunately one of the shells from Slowking like pops off and starts jumping to the characters, and they're trying to avoid it. So like at one point, it sits on Pikachu, and it looks like Pikachu gets like 
like possessed basically. <laughs> um, and it happens to everyone until it gets to Ash. And Ash has like the worst possession since like ex like the exorcist. <laughs> it's so bad. He like starts speaking like nonsensical English and he has this like really Jojo bizarre adventuresque like facial expression that's like super dramatic and he becomes very very strange. I mean like I don't even know how to like properly describe how strange he is when he when he gets possessed uh but basically like pikachu tries to electrify the shell off of him and it doesn't work and like everyone for a second is like do we have to kill ash like <laughs> this this might be the end of him uh but eventually the the shell does come off of his head um but yeah ash straight up got possessed <laughs> and now i have a lot of questions about slow king and slow bro <laughs> like what is going on with that shell? <laughs> I am very confused. Anyone has? I just, I just wish, I just wish, you know, like uh, a cloister would be that powerful in real life for Sheldon. Yeah, well, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about you know the giant letdown that Shelter and Cloister are um, <laughs> with within the Pokemon game compared to how interesting their Pokedex is uh, <laughs> later later in the session. You know, my, my big thing, so here's my question about this. So, when Shelter latches on to a Slowbro uh, or a Slowpoke, it, you know, becomes a totally new Pokemon. When that Shelter latched onto Ash, did Ash become a Pokemon? Oh, my God. I, I mean, feel like we, he became a hybrid. Already, we have basically already established that Ash is probably a Pokemon. So. I mean, he's not. But okay, sure. But I feel like honestly, he That's might become theory. like our the world's theory. first like Pokemon trainer hybrid. Like, forget Z crystals or anything like that. Like this was <laughs> this was legitimately the moment when Ash was like, "I am a Pokemon," and maybe that's why he just wasn't computing everything correctly because his human brain was like, "I can't do this. We're not a Pokemon." But he was like determined, and so he just started speaking English. So. It was a very strange episode. I'm very excited to see how the English dub uh, on Netflix handles this one because he speaks <laughs> English in this episode to like show how weird he's being. So are they going to have like a the Jap like are they going to have the English actor like speaking Japanese or like what's going to happen? I'm that curious to fun. see. But yeah, that's it, not the best thing that happened in this episode. Oh, Just so now you're calling it the best thing? No, second best thing. It's okay. not the best thing that happened oh. in this episode. The best thing is that Magikarp dies. <laughs> so, okay, that's what I was saying. So you're saying now the Magikarp dying is the best thing? When, I mean, objectively, it's When 10, when 10 minutes ago, Christian backed me up here, Megan was infuriated. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> go on. I mean, I'm please, not saying. Megan, please tell us how a Pokemon dying is the best thing. Well, it's mainly the matter in which he died, or she, or it, if it's gender neutral. Basically, after this possession happens, Ash and Go run into a Magikarp like jumping competition, kind of like in the mini games for like Pokemon Coliseum and stuff. Or the mobile and, game, Pokemon uh, yeah. Magikarp Jump. Absolutely. One of my uh, basically, games. you would love that. You know, Jim and your mobile games, but um, basically Go has a Magikarp, he enters it, his Magikarp is pathetic and weak because Go's a terrible trainer and doesn't train them at all. 
So he buys a bunch of like bodybuilding videotapes and trains his Magikarp to become a bodybuilder. But like he goes too far with it. So when it comes to like the final showdown, the, the reigning champion jumps and he comes back down to earth and he jumped pretty far. But goes like goes full Super Saiyan. He jumps from the earth so hard that he shoots himself into space like through the atmosphere out the clouds into the stars and there's like a super dramatic scene of like Magikarp flying past the sun just floating in earth like floating in the space untethered and like it's super like swelling music and then his eyes like shut <laughs> and like it goes back to earth and they're like he's not coming back why isn't he coming back down <laughs> And they're like, oh no, he went too far. We can't get him down. And unless this Magikarp has like a Rayquaza in its ancestry. That's it. This Magikarp is dead. So does the <laughs> like, Magikarp never come back? No. It, the episode basically ends with Ash giving a eulogy. He was like, his time was gone too short. He now lives amongst the stars. Wait. The look on Christian's face is priceless. Yeah. I mean, I, I assumed when you had like said like Magikarp dies, I thought this was like a Meowth scenario. No. Where it's like Mimikyu like briefly no. murders Meowth and then Meowth like sees the bright light and chooses not to go into it. No, he so, dies. No, he He's just got yeet- he just got yeeted into space. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, so he is like floating in space as a star now. And like at the end of the episode, Ash opens up a book and starts crying and he's like giving a eulogy <laughs> to this Magikarp. So <laughs> So go kills Magikarp. A Magikarp. So I mean, what, I would say I, he definitely gave the means of, you know, he basically gave Magikarp the tool to kill itself. I mean, so Magikarp committed suicide by yeeting, is what yes. I'm understanding. After here. he was put through horrific training, he chose like they to compare launch. Go's Magikarp size to another Magikarp, and it's like three times bigger. So, like, I don't know if he injected him with like some like artificial enhancements or steroids. I mean, or clearly, something. this Magikarp was literally so powerful it jumped from Earth into outer space, did not have the means to come back I, to Earth. I have that. a feeling this Magikarp is going to come back and it is going to be a gar- and it's going to be a Gardos and it's going to be the best thing ever. I'm I'm going to laugh. Or like a Rayquaza Magikarp. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know. A Rayquaza Carp. <laughs> like something crazy like that. I'm going to laugh when like in the final showdown between Ash and Go, mm-hmm. like Go has like the advantage like Ash is down to like Pikachu. Pikachu's all bruised and like, you know, Go is like, I have captured every freaking Pokemon in existence. I am just overwhelming you with sheer numbers. And then like, then Go's like, nothing can stop me. And suddenly this Magikarp just (laughs) just meteors down to Earth, blows up Go. And then Ash is like, just stunned. And that's how the episode ends with Go being evaporated. Like, you know, on contact, just vaporized. By yeah. a go, like uh, by a Magikarp meteorite. Yeah, like over <laughs> this the weekend, is the only I saw, ending I will accept. Yeah, <laughs> like I saw so many people talking about this poor Magikarp, and I only knew it went into space, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." And then I watched the full thing, and I was like, "Oh my god, it dies!" Like, I'm sorry, it, it's and that like it's just this is Chekhov's Magikarp. <laughs> basically it's like the poor dog that they sent into space but now it's a magic carp like it's well they they, they saw i mean 
the Pokemon company, I, I will say this, with how they have done Pokemon Journeys and also Pokemon Sun and Moon before it, they do not shoot off a Magikarp into space unless they plan on bringing it back one day. That's true. Oh, I know. But like, is it coming back alive or mutated? It is doesn't matter. It's coming yeah. back. Maybe is it's it going to come back as space Magikarp. And that's how they're going to introduce space Magikarp to the series. I is can't. this how they're going to introduce the first region in space? Like cosmic evolution <laughs> is what it's going to be. Oh, oh no. no. Stop it. This is not fantastic for. <laughs> oh, that's going to be amazing. All right. So that's it on our our news uh, break front. And when we get back, we're going to talk all about Isle of Armor. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. All right. So how far is everyone? Pretty far? All done? Basically? No, I mean, I'm, I'm collecting like the last handful of Pokemon uh, that I still need yeah. from it. I've, I've almost finished the story just messing with that i haven't collected nearly all the pokemon i just was bebopping through the story so being good cub fu or best friends <laughs> i like i actually ended up enjoying cub fu a lot more than i thought i would yeah he's such like a pure cinnamon bun like I he mean- <laughs> just wants to see the island like it's so cute but then it makes me so sex i'm like where have they been keeping you that you haven't <laughs> seen this island? Did they have you like locked in a basement? Like, what the heck? So he's the, the only thing that annoys me is that he is classified as a legendary Pokemon. Like, I get that he's got like cool stats, cool evolution, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't really feel like a legendary Pokemon to me. No, it, no, it feels no, like something you would just not. pick. You would just find in the. He's wild. like a starter Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, or they, you know. Because technically, Cub Fu is genderless. Um, yeah. I feel uh, like they might have made Cub Fu to be a starter at one point, And they're like, ah, oh, we can't go against what we usually do with our traditional three. But <laughs> we can do this. This is the starter Pokemon for the Isle of Armor that you only get after just beating the tar. So you guys both have shield. Yes. yes. So I have a question for you. With yes. your new rival character... Is Top Hat Psychic Guy trying to sabotage you constantly throughout yes. this entire thing? Yes. Okay. Yes. Good Terribly to know. Terribly so, but yes. I was about to say, because, you know, I had uh, the, uh, like, K-pop Poison Star, oh. um, yeah. who she's, like, you know, sabotaging you. And I'm like, okay, she's kind of got this, like, mean girl vibe to it. And I was like, uh, I wonder if, you know, the, the freaking Psychic Stoner um, who definitely looks like um, 
probably an incel, um, you know, is also like trying to pull this stunt, you know, trying to pull this off too. Yeah. I was like definitely curious if it was like the same like general thing or if he was just like too busy like you know smoking pokey weed um to really do anything at yeah. all. No, it's it's no, just as did. annoying. He speaks in a bunch of third person like Oh, it's the um, worst. It's the he's oh. just like the most overly dramatic. Like the he always speaks theatrically and about himself. I would like the record to state that, you know, when we first talked about this uh, you know, about Isle of Armor months ago, you guys were both like, no, I like the long hat, you know, long haired dude with the top hat. I was I like, this guy, him, this guy, well, because initially like it looked like, it looked like uh, a, a cool, like pokey Miss Frizzle, but you know, at no point in time, like I immediately goes like this dude definitely tips his cap and says, "Milady." <laughs> well, yes, he, yes, that is and, actually very accurate. Thank you. I am glad to know that I was spot on in my instant judgment of the person from the inferior Pokemon game. Um, My favorite thing was, I mean, obviously if you played the game for those listening, it's like when you get to like picking the mushrooms for the, for the Gigantamax soup and like ours, our rival came up and was like, I found him first. I found him first. And you have the option to give it to him or not give it to him. I like kind of wish I gave it to him, but I was so like affronted at the fact that he confronted me in the caves. But I was like, no, such a jerk. I took pride every time I just one hit wondered him out of the matches. Yeah, I uh, like I actually tried to give it to him just to see what mm-hmm. would happen. And they're like, no, this must be a trick. It's like, okay, I'm going to beat you up now. Yeah, good. Sounds great. Cool, 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 cool. Like yeah, I said no from the start. And he was like, oh, you have such a lack of honor. And I was like, you are straight up trying <laughs> to steal my mushrooms. I got like unreasonably territorial over these I'm calling it mushrooms. After that third match with him, he definitely went to his message boards to complain. Uh, oh. Wow. So yes. uh, let's, talk, let's talk about some of the Pokemon um in in it what who do you love who do you who are you glad to have seen uh i'm glad to have seen my like 400 foot long uh waylord <laughs> yeah that was the first pokemon that, i went to and so it did was I. level 80 and i was like yeah. oh hi <laughs> i don't have the right pokemon <laughs> to beat you but i got him uh i uh liked the fact you know, I well, I like the fact that they continue with this trend of having Pokemon that were once only available through trade, mm-hmm. now available in the wild. So you can get yep. Pokemon like Kingdra. You can get Pokemon like Scizor. Uh, I think there's like what four or five Pokemon species that mm-hmm. are now available to like add. You know, that are like appear in the wild for the first time. I didn't like that you can't get Porygon two and Porygon Z. You still have to trade for those suckers. I yeah. Of the Pokemon to include, or like the, of all the possible Pokemon to include, you, did we really need Porygon? <laughs> yes. I mean, How dare no. you? Porygon has the worst reputation in Pokemon, and it's so unfair. Does it kill people? For this. <laughs> yeah, it literally killed, killed people, people, Megan. The Pokemon company killed people, <laughs> or I guess rather at that time it was like Olam or whatever. But it was not Porygon. He was a victim in all of this. I will not stand for this my, my nonsense. Pro- my problem with Porygon is, is that the only time you can get a freaking Porygon in the wild is in Pokemon Let's Go. 
Like, this yeah. isn't an actual Pokemon. This is, like, a hypothetical. Like, I feel like every time I go to get a Porygon, like, I have to, like, go, like, into the alley and, like, you know, pay $50 for a dime bag <laughs> of Porygon. It sucks. I just... Like, and like, that's what me, happens here. <laughs> to me, uh, Porygon is also also another victim of really weird evolutions like i what i expected porygon to like like go more a mecha route than the yeah like soft bubbly like porygon 2 is you know all soft edges which which that one i could kind of understand what is porygon z like i don't yeah is it a little driblingly that's what it is yeah Yeah. i mean it's it doesn't make sense it's unnecessary I don't yeah. know. If they do another Porygon evolution, I want it to be just like a hyper-realistic, like Unreal Engine detailed Pokemon. <laughs> if they're trying to like do it based on technology, it's like, well, we went from this to this. So if they <laughs> have to do it, I would like that. Stabilize Pokemon, uh, Porygon. Yeah, basically. Um, I just really still love how how separate like the the terrains and mm-hmm. the the biomes yeah. and and um this DLC felt it felt it made the map just feel so much bigger like I, I know it's only roughly the size of the wild areas that we have in like the main game but like it feels huge especially you know some of the like twisting routes that they have i really appreciated that also i think my favorite part of the game was finding all of those stupid diglets oh my gosh <laughs> that no. was the first thing i did that was oh, the first thing i Megan. was obsessed it's like how in animal crossings the first thing i do is pull all the weeds like I just have like a fascination with pulling things out of the ground. <laughs> oh so my God. I I, I really not. enjoyed it. Uh, I still haven't found them all. I'm just like I've oh. I've gotten them. I have I all of my diglets at home with their trainer. The trainer was very irresponsible. That's a conversation for another time. But I just really enjoyed doing that. I I did enjoy that. That was how you get your Alolan Pokemon. Yeah. Like, oh, you, oh, you want a Vulpix? Yeah, we got a Vulpix for you. Here, here's here's <laughs> here's a nice Vulpix. Oh, oh yeah, here's your Sandshrew. It's like here's a here's the screwed up Executor. Um, yeah. you know, like it just was cracking me up. It's like, oh, so this is how this is all going to work. Like, <laughs> yeah. talk about like, I would have loved to have been in the room when they um, uh, in in the room when they made that decision. Like, you know, like oh yeah. We're going to do a Diglett fetch quest. <laughs> oh, yeah. I loved it. Like, I'd caught most of them before I ever, like, went back and talked to the dude again. <laughs> and so when I finally, like, like, checked in, I was like, all right, I got all these Diglets. What's happening? And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I figured because the Diglets were a lowland. But uh, I was very pleased with that situation. Because until then, I had been going to a lot of the islands trying to, like, find a lowland Pokemon. Um one thing I will say that annoys the crap out of me, and it's the first time I've ever like used repel in this game because it's just <laughs> every time I'm in the ocean, seven sharpedos are coming. Oh, those me. those suckers are just like well, I mean they're they, they're, they're literally torpedoes. I yeah, mean, they what, are so fast. They just I, anywhere, any direction hear, I turn, and you can hear them. I which know, is like the worst um, part. It's so like anxiety inducing that I eventually was just like, I'm going to get some repel because I can't do this anymore. But like those things, like no joke, like it was cool. Like the first like 
two or three times. But like when I actually needed to like go to those islands to do like <laughs> the diglets or do stuff like that, it was so frustrating. <laughs> yeah. So not a, I mean, I love Sharpedo. Always been a really cool water Pokemon in my book, but, but dude, like scale it back. <laughs> yeah, my, my only complaint about uh, Isle of Armor is that, you know, I think this would have been really fun to play in, like, after, like, you know, if this was, like, you know, I I want to go back and, like, do a new run-through of the game, Mm -hmm. you know, from the beginning uh, with Isle of Armor added in. Because um, I am, you know, it it was a little bit, like, I don't want to say underwhelming, because, you know, there's 200 Pokemon species in this one subset, and there's a hundred, or I think there's 200. And like a hundred of them are new Pokemon. But when you're like running into stuff like freaking Dreadnought, it's like, okay, buddy, I've caught you a thousand times. Get out of my way. <laughs> I want, you know, I want the new Pokemon. Yeah. And that was like really frustrating to me. Um, and it wasn't anything wrong with it. You know, it's just like, you know, uh, you know, but it, it did make it and like, it made some of the areas feel a little bit limited at times where it's like, Oh, here comes this area. And it's like, okay, here's a bunch of Pokemon that you've already seen. And one new Pokemon species. Yeah. Like, like, I'm was- excited for when Tundra comes out. Cause I, I too want to redo the game with these DLC places and intact. And so once Tundra's out, I'm going to, Re, re replay the game um from the start because seeing some of the pokemon that are now available in you know isle of armor and that will become available in tundra like i i would it would change my team vastly that i kind of carried on with in my first playthrough so i think that this dlc gives an interesting boost of replayability that you wouldn't get with a lot of pokemon games until now um so for that in and of itself, I think it's pretty great. So I'm excited to do that. Just got a little bit more waiting. Do you we think it was worth it? Yeah, I th- actually I think it uh, it is. Um, yeah. For fifty for fifteen dollars. Yeah, very much know, worth for, it. for this. Totally worth it. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say as one half of as a dlc that's 15 bucks you know that's um you know one half of a 30 dollar investment like absolutely like i i i do wish um that you know my 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 biggest complaint about this and it has nothing to do with the isle of armor itself is you take a look at the isle of armor and you're like this is really how the rest of pokemon sword and shield should be like the wild area in particular, like mm-hmm. the Isle of Armor is so much better yeah. than the base Isle, than the base wild area. Like it, it, it drives me bonkers how much better it is. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't like to go in the, the regular wild area now. Like I went to Isle of Armor and I came back and I was going through the wild area and I was like, yeah, this kind of sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I mean, like, come on. <laughs> I want to go mean, back to the cool places. And the other thing that I kind of wish is that, you know, I, I don't like the fact that the Isle of Armor is kind of like bracketed off. So it's like, you know, you get so many like cool features. Like, you know, it's like, okay, you have like the Diglett that you're hunting for. You have um, your Pokemon can follow you around. Um, you mm-hmm. have 
um, all these new Pokemon species and all these new um, things. I And, like, I really feel like it would have been rewarding to me. Like, I remember, I believe it is black and white, maybe, or uh, I know you see this in Alpha uh, in uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. And I think you see this in Black and White and Black and White 2 as well. After you complete the game, they shift the like biomes because of stuff that happens in the games. And so new Pokemon appear. Like it gives you a reason to go back through like some of the old areas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I really wish that by purchasing this DLC, you could have like it would have like actually shifted the like base game they would have actually added stuff to the base game besides just new clothing options like that's the Which only thing great that, yeah like don't get me wrong I, I love that i just wish that they would have done more to the main game experience that like all this cool stuff is often this like special island that only the cool kids get to go to and that's like fine but i wish that you know like other dlc usually brings more to the base game experience and yep. here it's literally like an add-on it's yep. it's it's a totally separate area yep. and it's a great freaking area but it makes going back to the main Kehlar region feel a little underwhelming well i was kind of also yeah. hoping too that like just kind of like you said like they would even sh- shift the spawns in the wild area right mm-hmm. like even if they did just something like that would have been what you know i thought would have been um something really cool to see because then it just then it gives you another reason well it's like i i wish that you know the isle like you know like if you have the isle of armor dlc like you can go and do the raid battles that are associated with the new pokemon and whatnot in the main wild area wild area yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um like you can't do that right now and that's fine like you know like i said it's it's a very minor complaint in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird too, because it feels like, like this is like the Isle of Armor is not a separate game. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not even, it's not something you boot up separately or whatever. Like you were booting up sword and shield and you were getting access to this. So it's interesting. Yeah. I, I imagine it has a whole bunch it, of develop, like developmental reasons why it, it can't do that. But on the uh, surface, you're just like, I mean, I'll be I'll be 100% honest. Having seen games that go through uh, radical reinventions, you know, through DLC and through free updates. I mean, for God's sake, like Animal Crossing just did, you know, a free release of new content. Um, yeah, like a that, major one. So. Yeah, like and like adds basically an entire new, like, like doubles the size of the game basically because now you can swim in the ocean. I think that's like really cool, but you know, I don't have to go to a separate island to do stuff like that. Now you can mm-hmm. talk about how that's because, you know, Animal Crossing is a different style game, but I don't think it, it should not be impossible for when I go and do a down, you know, when I purchase downloadable content that, you know, it allows for bigger changes to the main game. We see that all the time, yeah. you know, so it definitely should be possible for Pokemon. Mind you, this is their first time doing DLC, so they're like 15 years behind literally every other game company. Um, So we'll see what happens. Like, I am curious if the Crown Tundra is it, or if there's going to be even more plans to support this game after Crown Tundra is done. 
I I hope there is, and I and I think, and like we've talked about this a number of times that like that is it, it's a very cool way for them to um, keep keep adding to to this game, right? Like like I kind of view it more as like uh, seasons in Fortnite, right? Mm. Where you know they're uh every so often you pay 10 or 15 bucks for a season pass or whatever and it gets you x y a whole bunch of stuff right and now it, you know in Fortnite they're working off the same skeleton right like the the game is the same it's mostly just cosmetic stuff mm-hmm. but i would love to see like like maybe you know maybe it's not a totally new area but other stuff that you know that they can add to the game in a way that um, you know, makes a difference. Like, even if it is like map changes to the existing world, right? Like, just yeah. kind of like what Christian was talking about earlier, for for a little bit, would be um, would be awesome. I just think mm-hmm. I want to see. You know, I like I said, I'm curious to see how this shift because it used to all the stuff is stuff that we would usually get in like a third game. Yeah, and they straight up said yeah. we're not doing that this generation. So. We know, like, we're not getting a new Pokemon game this year, and that's that's fine by me. Um, but I am curious, like, if we stretch out until to next year, okay, and there's like no Pokemon game on the horizon, um, like come March or April, and there's like no announcements saying like, yeah, we're doing another Pokemon game, do, you know, what they're going to do with Pokemon Sword and Shield? Yeah, just food for thought. It'll be, it'll be interesting. All right. Uh, I'm sure we will talk about uh, Isle of Armor for in the in the weeks to come. So uh, we, I think we can. It's a good good stopping point for us to good time for us to jump to the Pokemon fact of the week. So the Pokemon fact of the week. This is more of a just kind of like you sad what could have been. <laughs> um, Shelter. In the, you know, we see Shelter, like, it injects poison into Slowbro and Slowking, and that's what, like, triggers part of the evolutions and, like, its changes. You know, it gets psychic powers and, you know, or it, you know, becomes, like, you know, like, I've got a freaking arm cannon and I know how to use it sort of things. Yet, Shelter doesn't have any poison-type moves. It can't learn a single poison-type move. And it's like, it doesn't I just, need to learn it anymore. It just needs the one. <laughs> well, it doesn't even know a single one. It's I mean, just that's the like thing. an instinctual thing. We don't need to know about it. I mean, but, you know, if if it's injecting poison onto a slow bro, hypothetically, it should be able to do that for liter- to any other Pokemon, too. So, yeah. you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, Shelter is like, you know, made to sound like it is a, one a critical part in slow poke slow bro like evolution and stuff like mm-hmm. that you know you need a shelter you know uh, and and we've seen this with other pokemon like oh like in order to involve like a, a mantike into a mantine you need to have a remoraid um i think that's the right there you know there are pokemon that you need to have other pokemon in order to trigger evolution they never did anything like that with shelter or with cloister the other weird thing, speaking of weird things. So Cloister, they talk about constantly. It's like no one has ever seen what's inside of Cloister. It's like, we've all seen it. It's a grinny face. <laughs> yeah. Like, you yeah. know, like every every effing Pokedex entry 
It's like, no one knows what's inside of a cloister because no one can open it. And it's like, I'm, I'm staring at its face right now. <laughs> like, it's what? a dark pearl. It, yeah, it's like, we're, they're not even trying to hide it. Like, what, what, what are, are you saying that there's more than the face? Cause now that would be terrifying. That would be terrifying if that's the case. That's like kind of like seems to be the implication. But like the 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 this is unfortunately Shelter and Cloister are examples of Pokemon that are presented as a lot cooler than they actually are. Yeah. Like how they actually are in the games are kind of like oh these are mediocre Pokemon. There's nothing very interesting about them. But like you like read their like thing and they're like yeah Cloisters Cloister spikes are as hard as diamond. Ancient people use cloister spikes that they found on like the seashore to go and like kill other people with. And it's like, <laughs> okay, yeah, that's pretty cool. And then it's like, here's what a cloister actually does. <laughs> I just love, I love uh, in the, in the cloister deck centuries that like the, it, it swims basically by pooping water. Like, because cloister is capable of swimming in the sea. It does so by swallowing water, then jetting it out toward the rear like perfect love it love to hear it <laughs> love every part of it truly an inspirational pokemon <laughs> anyways man lame pokemon they can't all be winners that's true i mean I, I, but let's be real here who's got shelter or who's putting shelter or cloister on a team i used to have misty oh my team. misty and gen one i definitely cloister if I didn't have a Blastoise, I would use Cloyster. Or really? when I needed a Pokemon uh, to beat Lance up with, you know, yeah. since dragons are only weak to ice, Cloyster yep. is like, you know, one of the few Pokemon that had like ice attacks there. So that's I would true. just like spam Aurora Beams. One one thing that I do like about Cloyster, like that's like a cute little like tidbit about Cloyster. So Cloyster obviously has like the highest defense stats of any water type Pokemon because it's it's a big effing shell. Yeah. Um, they reflected that by when... Uh, in Mega Slowbro, in which Cloyster eats Slowbro, um, just straight up eats it. You know, Mega Slowbro has the highest defense stat of any of the Mega Pokemon. Oh wow! Oh. Or highest. Cool. Ba- uh, it, it's the high. They are tied. So basically, excuse me, I mis misread that. When uh, it, when Mega Slowbro becomes Mega Slowbro, it basically gains Cloyster's defense stat. Which is like a nice little touch, because that's it's literally nice. just cloister. It's wearing a cloister as a dress. Mm. Well, that's a little uncomfortable, but okay. <laughs> Have you seen Mega Slowbro? Yes. It's it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this baby up uh, real quick. Uh, if you guys are asking yourselves, "Man, I love this podcast. This is a great thing to listen to once a week." How how can I support these guys? Honestly, just tell some friends about it. Like, like really, is the the easiest and best way and thing that you know we could ask of you guys to help uh, support us. Uh, the other uh, great thing that you can do is leave us a five-star review on iTunes. If you leave us a five-star review on iTunes and we read it on the show, we've done it before, we do it a number of times, you get a free comicbook.com t-shirt that we will personally send out to you in the mail. Except we're locked out of our office for and have been over the last couple of months, but when we're back in there, y'all are getting t-shirts if we read your review. So, uh, you've got that. Otherwise, uh, like I said, you, if you get bored or you want to talk about Pokemon or you have questions for any one of us, find us on Twitter. We, we love interacting with you guys. And we love uh, you know, 
getting the chance to, to share the, the poke love. So you can find me on Twitter at Jim Viscardi. Um, I'm on Twitter at Megan Peter CB. And I'm at Twitter at Seahoffer Seabus. So we'll see you here at the same time, same place next Thursday, because that's when new episodes come out wherever podcasts can be found. And until then, we'll catch you later.